Welcome to the CineScare Podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And down and below, am... Joe Jans, is <laughs> am I ever going our to super fan. to introduce myself? No. Your no. job is to sit there until you're spoken to. We have to lead you okay. into the room. That's right. And uh, our beloved super fan, Mark Piscati. And let me, the reason I like introducing you, uh, Mark, is because I don't always know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, and so I like to kind of lead in a little bit. Plus, I want to say this week that Mr. Mark Piscati, who is running our Twitter uh, account, is doing a fantastic job. So if you guys out there want to talk to the super fan, just get on Twitter because he is out there uh, chatting it up with all kinds of people in the horror community. Joe and I are our are, are Twitter, uh, what would you call us, Joe? Uh, Twitter literate. Twitter illiterate. Twitter illiterate. Twitter illiterate. Um, yeah, I'm on there. And I, I seem to have some followers or whatever, but I don't really know what I'm doing on there. And it, the whole thing kind of confuses me. So we're very blessed to have Mr. I just, Katie. I just can't express Thanks. myself on 140 characters or less. Well, that too. Yeah. So, yeah, Mr. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely uh, uh, reply to anybody that uh, tweets us at Cinescare. Uh, it's a 100% guarantee Maybe not within the next minute or the next hour, but you, I will reply. Yeah. Someday. So, yeah. <laughs> Someday. Eventually. In a he Chicago accent. He is on there quite a bit. So if you're wanting to chat with a super fan, that is the perfect opportunity. Of course, the rest of us are on, on, I mean, Joe and I are on Facebook, the old, the old person platform. Yeah. The boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I do want to say that I watched a movie that, we're for those of you who were listening last time. This is yeah. part two of part two our, of two. Yeah, part two of two. This is the second part and the final part of our uh, theme of horror comedy, which was Joe Jans's choice. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to talk about one movie that I watched uh, that is not in that theme, and that was In the Earth. Um, because, you know, I know we're doing themes and everything, but we're also watching new horror movies as we go, or at least I am. And so I want, I do want to mention that it's a pretty darn good. It's, it's, it's not for everyone. It's, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it's kind of got a lot of, uh, dream logic, uh, kind of almost, uh, nightmare logic to it, um, in a way. Uh, and there's, it, it, I'm not quite, I don't know that I can completely explain what it's all about, but, it's it's definitely an interesting horror movie, and there were some parts that were cringing, you know. I was or whatever cringeworthy, I guess. And uh, but it's 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 a, kind of about a, a situation, sort of like what we've gone through with the um, with the pandemic, where there's been some kind of uh, big disease that's gone around. They haven't they didn't call it COVID, and, and but I'm assuming that it was something like that. Lot, only more people died. Um, and it kind of reminded me of an article I read where uh, they were talking about the next pandemic. If there's ever, like this has been a novel coronavirus, if there's ever a novel, uh, what is it, flu virus, that's the one that will be absolutely devastating to humanity if we ever run into a novel flu virus, which it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um according to this article. Anyway, it reminded me of that. Something had happened like that in the world and uh, we're set, but it, but there's not any explanation given. You're kind of just thrust into the moment of the movie and, and, and the whys and the hows and all of that isn't, none of that is really explained. Um, but these, this couple, uh, oh, they're not a really a couple, but it's a, a, a couple of people. They're sort of researchers uh, they go out into the woods to look for a researcher who has not been in contact with them for quite some time, and they go out to find her. And along the way, they run into uh, all kinds of crazy, like survivalists out there, especially one in particular uh, who who is um, at first you're not sure of his motives, but uh, you begin to realize that he's got all. Uh, 
kind of crazy thoughts about what's been going on. It, it, I, if it sounds like I'm having a tough time describing it, it's, it's because it's for good reason. Uh, it doesn't really give you a lot of the why of what's going on. You just know that these people are in this situation and it's dire. Um, so if you're into those really weird movies that uh, uh, are kind of, you know, like, like I said, that nightmare logic, this is would be right up your alley. I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm not sure what I could compare it to either. It, it's um uh maybe a little bit of um oh it comes at night that movie. Did you see that? A little bit of that, I guess, sort of. Uh, it's definitely a little more in the art house realm. And things get weird at a certain point. They definitely get weird. Uh, and at the end, I'm not sure you really have a good idea of what you just watched, but. I liked it. I it's those kinds of movies are are kind of up my alley. So, did you guys watch anything that was out of the theme? Not really. No. Not, no. Not, I, I was sticking that to the horror. horror man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just wanted to mention. Was it that like one. Dreamscapes with uh, Dennis Quaid? I have not seen that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You don't want to. Uh, it, you know, actually, what it did remind me of a little bit was uh, uh, what was the movie? It came out a couple of years ago with uh, <laughs> now I can't remember the girl from uh, the uh, prequel Star Wars. Um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. What was the one that came out a couple of years ago? Uh, that was sort Swan? of a, no, 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 a couple of years ago that was it was more like a almost an alien sort of situation. Oh, Annihilation. 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 I don't know. Great why movie. Great movie. That was, uh, yeah, I loved that movie. Oh, it's um, gorgeous. But it had a little bit of that kind of feel, you know, where where you're not quite sure exactly what's going on, and but it, it, it's so interesting, you just you don't really care while you're in the middle of it, you know? It was sort of like yeah. that. So, yeah, Annihilation uh, was a great movie. But getting on to our theme, which was Joe Jans' theme, uh, go ahead and tell us again, Joe, what was it uh, about this theme that, that drew you? Oh, you're really placing the blame on me, pointing a lot of fingers <laughs> in my direction. Well, I want to get – no, it's called credit, Joe. There's no credit. I'm sorry, There's yes, no credit blame. credit, too. Um, yeah. I've always just been a big fan of the genre from – you know, I guess my uh, upbringing, you know, things like Gremlins, you know, it was a horror movie, but made you laugh, too. You know, it's uh, affecting you pretty much the same way. You know, you get jump scares and you laugh about it. You know, it's uh, it's a great cross uh, contamination, if you will, of uh, two of my favorite things. So always been a big fan. Always look out for it. I get disappointed quite often <laughs> with some of the movies that we've gone back and tried to watch. But, um, for example, uh, Saturday the 14th was one of my uh, movies that I watched and uh, for this genre, only because I remember seeing the box on the shelf when I was a kid. This came, back, came out back in 1981. Uh, I never did get around to seeing it when I was a kid. I think maybe if I had seen it earlier in life, you know, like Monster Squad is another one of those things. Like, you saw as a kid and everybody thinks it's cooler when you grow up, but... Uh, of course, this one, I didn't have that nostalgia to fall back on. It's uh, about this family that inherits an old mansion, and it houses this dangerous book of evil that, of course, you know, the kid's fine, and they know how to read these passages, and they set all these demons loose. Uh, the only really big-name actor, I would say, that's in it is uh, Jeffrey Tambor, which plays like this vampire ghoul. Um, it's not, in my opinion really worth watching the uh creatures that come to life i mean of course it's guys in rubber suits which i know we'll get more down the guys in rubber suits a little later in this episode so hold your breath um it, it wasn't fantastic it wasn't anything to write home about and most importantly it certainly was not funny i uh, i i would say if you've seen this and i'm you know peeing all over your dreams or your, your memories from when you were a kid. Sorry about that. But it just, it, this one really didn't do much for me. I did find out though, that the production was rushed quite a bit when they were putting this movie out because, um, their Saturday, the 14th movie, they had heard that Paramount was coming out with another movie called Thursday, the 12th, which was supposed to be, you know, another similar parody. 
Uh, so it was kind of a race to the finish on who could come out with their movie first. And uh, so obviously Saturday the 14th came out and they held the title and got to keep the title name. Uh, and then Thursday the 12th ended up changing its release name to a movie called Pandemonium, which I have not seen but have no interest in pursuing. So anyway, that's uh, that's my little take on Saturday the 14th. It is a horror comedy movie, but, you know, kind of a meh. Yeah, I that was one that I did see when I was a kid, and I liked it. I'm, it was on HBO. So it was, you know, back then HBO would only showed movies. It, there were no, they didn't have originals. And uh, that didn't, I don't think that really started until the 90s, maybe, I think, when HBO started doing their own originals. But um, <clears throat> I, I remember watching, seeing that on there, and I watched it probably like, 10 times on that and I haven't seen it since but I did like it when I was a kid it's sort of that kind of humor though like I think I was maybe in middle school maybe when it came out I'm not I, I don't, I'm not sure do you what year did that do you do you have the 80, year on 81 81 yeah I would have been in in actually would have, I think fifth grade maybe um so it was it was definitely you know kid humor um but there I, wasn't a whole lot of options for kids you know back then mm-hmm you know, they kind of stuck with the whole universal monsters regime, you know, your creature from the black lagoon, your Dracula, your Wolfman and hold nine yards. It was at least acceptable horror that your parents didn't mind you watching. Right. So yeah. I guess at you know, at fifth grade, you take what you can get. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, Mark, what did you, uh, what did you watch? Well, I guess uh, since Joe went in that area of the, genre and all that kind of stuff like way back and you know just for kids and all that i watched monster squad for the first time and um uh, i think burger king um basically uh, funded that movie right uh they had a burger king uh, uh restaurant that the kids were hiding in um the kid was looking at a horror movie uh um, on the top of the roof of of his house and he's got binoculars and all that. And the dad comes out with a whopper and hands it to him. Um, it's, I, this is like a cult classic. I think that, um, that it's really adored by a lot of people. And, um, I, I guess if, if I was a little younger, um, I, I would have really, you know, enjoyed it, you know, more the special effects were great, you know, um, the, the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, acting is eh, subpar, I, I guess you could say. Um, they had that one actor who was uh, uh, a kid in there um, from the Wonder Years, uh, the older brother. What what was his name? He was in. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't uh, remember his name now, but yeah. Oh, it, it was uh, uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. He was in that movie. I think it's Jason something. And um, I, so I, I kind of like, you know, grinned and, uh, and, uh, you know, when I saw him, I, it, it, the movie did take me back because, um, you know, the kids were definitely uh, um, dressed the same way I was, except uh, one of the kids. He was literally dressed as uh, like a 50s uh, um, biker and all that kind of stuff, smoking cigarettes and all that. Um, it, 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 it was fun. You know, they, I mean, I, I had never seen the movie before. And um, I'm, I'm glad like, I finally watched it, you know, um, it, it was it was just OK. It was it, it was I, I wish I was, you know, 13 or 12, you know, back in the day, because I was the same age as the kids when this movie came out. I can't believe I didn't see this movie. What year was um, that one? Uh, it was uh, 1986. Hmm. I believe it came out. Yeah, I I definitely that was another one that I saw and I, I did really like it, but it was it. Um, it's not great. And I, I actually, I think I revisited it either last year or the year before during Shocktober. Um, it was one of my Shocktober viewings and I hadn't seen it in a long time. And, uh, I, th- I think it was, it's, it sort of reminds me a little bit of a, a, a horror, a more horror themed Goonies sort of. It was, yeah. It, it was around yeah, it totally had a Goonies like vibe for it and all that kind of stuff. Just not as good and all that. Um, also, why did they even bring in Frankenstein, you know, into that movie? Because, um, like Dracula, um, brings, you know, Frankenstein, like back to life and all that kind of stuff. 
And oh, I did all that stuff. Do a ding. All right. So we have a new we have a new drinking game. Uh, every <laughs> time, I call myself right there. It, well, you said it like 20 times before that. So every time Mark says and all that stuff or and all that kind of stuff, actually, every time Wait, he says and all that and all that and yeah. all that, yeah. every time yeah. he did says I, and all that and all that, like before I just caught myself. Yeah, a lot of times. Uh, so so every time he, every time Mark says and all that, you got to drink. And you have to drink twice when he says and all that kind of stuff. I right. think that should be. You're going to get really drunk, Unless guys. you're listening to your podcasts in your car. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. No, yes. don't, don't do keep that. Keep on the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Good Good thinking, Joe. Or as yeah. – as, uh, I'm uh, always concerned about the safety of our audience. Yeah. As, as Zara Mahler said, <laughs> smart, Joe. Smart, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Dracula, like, brings Frankenstein back to life. And he just befriends the girl and like, he's supposed to like get uh, the amulet. I forgot what it was. And he just befriends the girl and all that. And just starts helping out the kids instead of what he's supposed to do. All right. So, all right. Uh, we're going to have to cut that review short. Mark's uh, oh, internet. You've got to be kidding me, guys. Uh, sorry, Dude, no. Sorry, sorry, are, are, are you guys kidding me right now? <laughs> Did it really happen? No, we're not kidding you. So, no, uh, why why would I interrupt you in the middle? Because of I'm the whipping boy. I thought you were screwing response. with me. Um, <laughs> no. All right, I'm getting no, a new computer no, no, now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, we okay. Never do so, that to just you, so the listeners know, I wouldn't put our audience through that. I would. Just do so that the to listeners you. know, I have upgraded my microphone. I have upgraded my headphones. Um, I have upgraded my internet, and apparently, it's my Chromebook. It has to be my Chromebook. Also, there is a thunderstorm, but I'm not going to yeah, blame probably. it on that. Also, so if we have any meteorologists or technical supervisors in our listening audience that would like to help out Mark, please reach out to him on Twitter. That's or at go fund me. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fanboy. Yeah. Mark, Mark needs I'm a getting new a new laptop. laptop. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I need a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't buy a new laptop, Mark. Just, just culture. Um, all right. So I. Yeah. Thanks. Got the gist. Of it. it was. It was you really, pretty, really liked Monster yeah, Theory. It was, it was a lengthy review anyway, fine. so it's fine. <laughs> okay. So um, my uh, movie, and I think we all might have watched this one, was. Basket case. Yes. And uh, this thing, uh, I actually had never seen this, and I it is on my uh, poster of 100 horror movies, so I, I need to scratch it off. I I forgot to scratch that off. But anyway, um, this is in 1982, directed by uh, Frank Hannenlotter, who also uh, who also directed. Uh, Frankenhooker. Did you watch it, man? Did you watch it? We all watched. I'm yes. pretty sure I did. I finished it today. Don't, don't say anything yet. And I have to, I have to say that Basket Case, I, it just charmed me. I, I love, I loved it. I love the the seedy, dirty New York City. You know, like it's one you don't see anymore. When you see a movie set in New York City, they always want to show you the nice parts. They always want to show you. But back, I don't know what it was, but back in the 70s and early 80s, they were really into showing you nasty New York. And and it's it's something yeah, you it's don't so see anymore, grimy, right? It's so grimy. It's so grimy. And just like the, the mm-hmm. little stores and all that, yeah. with, the, with the clothes. And I, it just takes you back because you did, because like, you know, me being like from Chicago and all that, it does take me back to seeing those stores and it, it's just so grimy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, and, um, but thanks for, you know, interrupting my review. Anyway, uh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Mark, Mark, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, uh, okay. I would never do that to you, Mr. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't, Joe, because you are the polite recorder. He is a consummate professional. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting um, myself on mute. Smart he Joe. Is. He yeah. knows it. He only Joe only interrupts when he's got something funny to say. Uh, but no, I I, I like yeah. that you caught that too, Mark. Uh, and it is grimy New York. It's one that you just don't see anymore. But they for some reason the 70s and 80s were really into showing us 
that grimy kind of New York. And maybe it was grimier than in general. And you, and there was, you had no choice, but you know, I watched a movie not long ago called my bodyguard, uh, or a, it, it was more of a revisit. I'd seen it before, but, uh, that one again is grimy New York or at least grimy city. I'm not sure. I don't remember if it's set in New York. Um, and, and last, uh, Shocktober, I believe it was, I watched, uh, was it Shocktober that I watched uh, When a Stranger Calls? I can't yeah. remember now, but I think it was. It, yeah. yeah, I think it was. Um, and that's another one that in that middle, that third, that, or the second act, in the middle act of that, uh, is set in a grimy New York as well. And and um, not that <laughs> that's not the whole point of the movie, certainly, but uh, it's it's a it's a, just a great little thing. It's got practical effects. Stop I love motion. practical effects. Uh, it's it's got a really yeah stop motion as well. It's got a, a really neat, uh, like a really uh, kind of crazy sense of humor. It's it's absurd, but everything that it does just seems to work. And uh, of course, at the at the I'm not going to give away what happens at the end. But Joe, you were very right that that last seven minutes. Is, oh my is, god, that is cinema, cinematic movie. gold. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no, I I really like this one. And you, I'm. Do you did you guys like this, Joe? I I was unsure from your texting this week whether or not you liked it. I I love the fact that you guys like I keep you guys on the edge of your seat just to like whether I thumbs up or thumbs down a movie. But this one was right up my alley. It was just bad enough of a movie that it mm-hmm. held my interest. And then of course, like I said, that last seven minutes is just cinematic beauty. Um, it's it's worth the watch. I, you know, again, it was one of those things I saw in the video store as a kid. Never did get around to watching it. I was not looking forward to watching it. It's just you know, you guys did, and I didn't want to be left out because I've got that huge fear of being left out. Uh, so I I watched it and I trudged through it. And as it went on, there's so many aspects of this that I just found just totally hilarious like how quickly their uh relationship between our main character and his love interest just yeah. spawns like almost instantly <laughs> awkward yeah. but that's you know that's love in a, in a seedy new york yeah <laughs> and then uh, it was very awkward kissing there yeah too. yeah uh and i i found out this whole movie this whole concept was the the writer and i think the director they were just like sitting around one night trying to come up with movie titles that hadn't been turned into movies yet. And somebody said basket case and they're like, great, let's do it. Uh, and th- that's how dumb of a concept this whole thing was built on. That was the building blocks of this masterpiece. That's and hilarious. it just goes to show you only need one little tiny bit of a good idea to build on it. And wow. Yeah. I think everyone should watch this. This was, you know, a feather in your, this is why it made that poster that you're, you know, scratching off. This is fantastic. Yeah, no, I, 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 and then the other thing that really cracked me up was that there were little moments that made me laugh in this, like little subtle moments. And and there was one uh, when he goes to uh, not the first doctor's office because that was the that was the one what, where he meets what, the girl. What, but what doctor's the second office doctor's was office that, though? I mean, it was the dirtiest, grimiest. It did, it wasn't even a doctor's office. Yeah. Well, the hall. Yeah, the hallway. <laughs> well, that's, that's New York. The hallway leading up to it was was nasty, but but the second doctor's office he went to was pretty much equally nasty, and uh, I think it was the the woman doctor and the veterinarian. She had she had, <laughs> she had twin. She had a receptionist, and the, and so the camera goes from the receptionist, and she says, "Okay, they're wait, waiting for you," and then it pans over, and there's a twin of the receptionist who is the vet tech basically. And, uh, and, and then I looked it up and, and it wasn't camera trickery. It was, it was literally hired twins. twins. Yeah. 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 Uh, there, the whole cavalcade of characters in this show is just fascinating. They did a really yeah. good job of making them all believable. And honestly, yeah. the guy that, uh, like the building the manager, landlord, the, the building yeah, the manager. landlord, yeah, building he manager. yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Let's, you know, ever and the prostitute that lives up in the apartments with him and every yeah the, yeah her name's Beverly Boomer. Uh, yes, and and she's the best uh, the best actor in the whole entire movie, in my opinion. Yeah, 
she was I don't, know if I, I don't know if I go that far, but okay. well, in the whole in in the movie, I think she. Well, was. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I just, yeah, I mean, the lead true. actor. I mean, some of the cringiest <laughs> acting I've ever seen. Sometimes, I mean, in a yeah, long yeah. while, in a long while. By the Beverly way, Boomer, rest in peace. She just passed away uh, last year. Um, wow. Yeah, I know. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I was like, because I looked at it, I you know just looked her up, and I was just like, what other movies have she done? Most of these actors have not done anything else than this movie. Hmm. So, yeah, no, it's I. I mean, I I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's certainly not for everyone, but if you're really into silly, uh, like uh, just absurd horror movies that are hilarious, then this would be for you. But yeah, and, and, and oh, go in ahead. In case no. you were curious, in case you were curious, the, the Sharon. The main love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was a wig, the entire movie. Yeah, no, I wasn't not her a wig. Hair. I, I was yeah, not I didn't notice about that. She, I mean, she was, was, quite, she was no wig. She was bald for the entire production of the movie, and why? so she had to wear a wig. I don't know. I'm looking through notes, and I can't find out why she that was, was bald. Wig. But I knew. I just know she was bald from the research that I found. That, yeah, I, I really didn't question whether she was. That was a wig. That was quite obvious. Joe's, Joe's looking at hair. He's going, "That's yeah. a wig." Um, oh it, no! It, I, I mean, I noticed it. And Michelle I walked. Didn't. My wife, Michelle, walked through the room. Two seconds, looked and said, oh, "That's the worst wig." That's I've a ever. wig. Yeah. I didn't notice. Can really? We, yeah, no, I didn't. Um, can we talk about? Um, um, the villains uh, scream just for a quick second, just for a quick second, because I think it's one of the greatest screams in horror cinema. <laughs> the, the 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 little guy, with yeah, Daryl or whatever his name. Is. Um, God, what was his name? I, I thought I had it down in the notes. It, yeah, he had Gimli a, I love the, Locker. You know, I wonder if the look and sound of uh, um, Sleepy Hollow. Christopher Walken's character had a very similar kind of and and similar teeth. I wonder if that was modeled after the monster from from Basket Case because it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. It was just as I when um, the main character and his girlfriend were uh, kissing in by uh, the Statue of Liberty, and for some reason he he was screaming, flips out, he's throwing furniture across the apartment room and all that and just all the i, I just everybody love, drink oh dang it um all that. All that. Yeah. <laughs> and um but just all the the tenants in uh the apartment just going upstairs and downstairs and like god you know and the hotel manager get downstairs i loved that scene i thought it was great i loved all the uh all the the tenants in that whole uh hotel it it, it I really enjoyed Basket Case. It was great. Um, yeah. Did I enjoy it more than Frankenhooker? Yes, I did. But, but I don't know if I enjoyed it more than Frankenhooker. But I you did, did like, it. like it. You did. I liked Frankenhooker. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. That's the end of Basket Case. Joe, what what do you have next? Uh, I watched the 2012 film Piranha Three Double D. Oh my God. Uh, it was just my <laughs> type of movie. Uh, actually, I liked it because it has Katrina Bowden in it. She plays Shelby. She was uh, the girl in Tucker and Dale versus Evil, the blonde. Um, one of my favorite yeah. actresses, again, from 30 Rock. But oh. um, David Hasselhoff's in this, Christopher Lloyd, Paul Shear, Gary Busey. I mean, this this is, you know, pretty decent cast, if you ask me. Uh, and Ving Rames is in it too. This is of course part of a series. There was, you know, the resurgence, they did Piranha and then they did Piranha 3D and now three double D. What a wonderful concept that they managed to squeeze into this film. So in the uh, Piranha franchise, they, you know, are constantly trying to find different ways to bring these piranhas in as a threat. And of course this one, they've got a water park. It's an outdoor freshwater water park, but they've decided to, um, tap a local well and that's that's how the uh the fish eggs the piranha fish eggs are starting to spawn out of that and it gets pumped in that way but uh the best part is is they decided to get rid of all the regular lifeguards that are supposed to be watching over your family and friends and kids and neighbors and they've replaced them all with strippers 
you know, just what the family wanted. So, uh, again, I think you can tell just from my description of this movie, just how, uh, highly cinematic this, this movie could be, but it's, you know, you can tell from the cover and actually you can tell from the title three double D. Um, this is just, you know, raunchy, silly, uh, 80s comedy horror fun or 90s to uh, actually 2012 comedy horror fun. Um, is so this, um, would this be considered part of the Piranha franchise or is it its own yes, it entity? Is. It is. Okay. No, it is a continuation of the Piranha franchise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, anything. Do you think it was a ripoff from Jaws uh, 3D? No, not in the slightest. This. <laughs> This movie is self-aware. It knows exactly what it was. I mean, they hired uh, David Hasselhoff, for God's sakes. You know, he's no, he's no, running no. in slow motion in this movie. So, uh, no. I actually saw that movie in... Uh... Serious. <laughs> right. No, I, I remember seeing uh, this movie in the movie theater. And I think the only thing I remember is Ving Rhames at the end of the movie with um, a propeller... And he's on the shore, and he's, like, killing piranhas, and then he gets his legs eaten. Okay, that's Piranha 3D. That's the movie before this. That's the this movie before it got Double D, which yeah. is even better. Double <laughs> D. No, I... Got it. If, you know, I... If your wife's not around, go ahead and watch the movie. <laughs> you know, it's just... it's it, Trust me, it's not a date film. Not unless yeah. you're like 18, but uh, yeah, it was it was all right. It was entertaining. I I can think of worse worse ways to spend 90 minutes. Hey, that's a that's high praise. Well, you know, it's it's no uh, Frankenhooker, but you know, can't well, all be. Yeah, they can't all be. Uh, all right, Mark, what what was your next one? If your internet can hold out. Okay, so the movie I picked up was uh, the stuff, and that's uh, was made in 1985. Uh, it was written and directed by Larry Cohen. Uh, it's about a delicious, mysterious white goo that comes from the earth, and it's marketed in the world. It's kind of like uh, uh, fluff, if you could, you know, think of that. And uh, so um, it's really highly addicting. Uh, it becomes uh, mind controlling and turns people in, who eat it into like um, zombies. Uh, this movie is a tribute, I think, to uh, the Blob. Uh, explores how corrupt advertising uh, the business is. And uh, the movie really takes off when you meet Paul Servino, who is in this movie. He plays a colonel. And it really goes off the rails. Um, there's some of the lines that he uh, uh, delivers that is absolutely uh, crazy. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a crazy line uh, where uh, the colonel's army gets off a plane and they all get in taxis to help a small town and they all get out of the taxis. And uh, Paul Savino gathers, gathers uh, the troops and says this, he's going, pay the drivers, issue 10% tip and get a cash receipt. And the troops go, oh, I mean, that's how crazy like the movie is. And um, it, it's, I, no, no, honestly, that's, that's an actual line. Joe, what are you line. laughing about? That's an actual line, Joe. Just, I, I, I feel like I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I'm the prepared. best Paul, that's the best Paul Servino impression I've heard today. <laughs> do, 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 do you want Goodfellas? You've heard a lot today, Joe. Do, do you want Goodfellas? You, you just take it. That's all I can do, give you. No, no, no. I got to no, turn I my no, back no, on I you. I don't. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm I'm worried the internet's gonna cut out, so I can't do my acting. Well, I'm not the greatest actor. <laughs> Joe, stop stop making funnies. All right, he's only got a small window of opportunity here. Before the internet cuts ahead, out, man. Hey, like, I didn't. I didn't say anything. I'm just sitting here laughing. I was actually on mute. <laughs> no, but I could see, I could see the light of of funny stuff happening on your face, so I had to let it happen. So, um, you know the Saturday Night Live uh, actor. <laughs> Show. Uh, you, you, you know the Saturday Night li uh, Live actor uh, back uh, right at the, the beginning, the first cast, uh, Garrett Morris. Remember him? He was the first Ant-Man. Yes. Um, he's in this, and uh, his, uh, his name's uh, Chocolate Chip Charlie. And um, they do a, they do a, you, you first meet him, like the main character's uh, walking down a road, and all of a sudden you see Garrett Morris do a Bruce Lee kick in the air, and they start uh 
basically uh, kung fu fighting and all that. And then they just stop and he's going, I'm chocolate chip Charlie, Charlie. And um, I, I had a cookie business and they took it away from me. And like 30 seconds later, they're just walking down the street, like almost arm in arm, just like best friends. And, and uh, it's, it's like, like I said, it's, it's like a between uh, the blob and like Dawn of the dead it, it it was a lot of fun, really horrible acting, and I really enjoyed it. Ta da! <laughs> what? Uh, what was the what was the name of that one again? The Jeff? stuff. The stuff. Uh, Nineteen eighty five oh, movie. Stuff. The stuff. All right. I feel like I just watched it. No, you didn't. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Have a reenactment. Bastard. <laughs> Uh, to pick out some of the most interesting aspects of the film, like how much to tip the driver, you know, <laughs> I, I would have watched line. that movie. It was, I would have watched that movie and I never would have been able to tell you it was 10%. Now yeah. I do. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And all that kind of stuff. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Make sure you get a receipt. Um, I'm telling you. you I never, if, I would have skated do. right by that. If you do watch this movie, like Paul Savino, when once he enters this film, it goes off rails. And I even looked up Roger Ebert's uh, review on this, and he said the same thing. He's going, once Paul Savino shows up, it's over. It's it's done. Because he actually was enjoying the movie for a little bit. But then Paul Savino just takes mm-hmm. the cake. It's great. All right. Well, we will take your word for that on that one. Um <laughs> <laughs> so my next one was actually uh I think we all watched this one and that is Psycho Gorman which was just released. So this is actually Joe this kind of combi- is a combination of a uh a thematic film but also one that just came out. So our audience is not just getting the theme, they're also getting a new release. What do you think of that? I think it should have been called Psycho Borman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I was sitting on that one all day. uh, It was a Power Rangers movie. I think... uh, You're exactly right. It was a Power Rangers Rangers movie. movie. Yeah, It's Power Rangers with blood. This was dumb. Yeah. It was... I... You know... And I got to say that while I was watching it, I felt like the the filmmakers... And, you know... I we are in the minor, minority on this film because I know. I know a lot of people are really enjoying it. I have and a theory on that. Uh, the the reviews on on uh, you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified fresh, ninety two percent. I I don't get it. Like that, I don't understand what they're watching because I I do appreciate it has all the elements I love. It's got practical effects. It's got sassy kids. It's got humor, all these things that that should work, you know. And there are moments that do. I thought that the cop, that whole thing with the cop, was funny. Uh, yeah, I'll give it was you that kind one. of funny. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I thought the friend turning into that giant brain, <laughs> that was was brain kind of with funny. the eyeballs. You know, yeah. there were moments that were funny, but hey, they weren't. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler oh, alert. God. Yeah, uh, but but a lot of those things. The execution was almost like they knew they were doing something funny and they were telegraphing it so hard. And and, you know, I think that the I I think that the director really did a disservice to those kids, because especially the girl, I think that a lot of people are going to be really annoyed by her Mm -hmm. uh, because they have her they have her way over the top and almost like commenting on her own sense of humor. Yes. And I think what they got, and I could be wrong about this, but I think what they got was they, they got an audition and they got this girl with a whole lot of personality coming into the audition. And it felt to me, and I, I know if you've ever been on a, a you know, a film shoot or, or you guys have both been in plays too, when you're, when you're doing something, sometimes what, when you're in the middle of a production, what, what you and everyone else in the production thinks is funny, doesn't translate because it's almost, inside humor like an inside joke and so they really built up the they they really i think i felt like the director pushed this girl to have this larger than life personality and to be so precocious to the point of absurdity that it just it made her annoying it was her and, first and movie that did too. her disservice because there were moments yeah and and she's i think she could be great sure. and i i predict 
that if that after this, she's going to be a big thing. I think she's going to do very well because she does. I think she has a lot of natural talent, but and and you can see it in small moments. There were small moments throughout where you could see that this girl really does have some stuff, but she was encouraged to do some things that I don't think were good choices. And I think it was a little overboard. Um, and it, it's almost like the movie didn't know what it wanted to be, you know, in a way. And uh, so I, I had a hard time. It was, it was, a, I felt like it was a slog getting through this thing. It was. My, my Michelle actually was like, I, I don't know how you can do it. She was falling asleep and she's like, I don't know how you can do this. And she like went and took a shower and got ready for bed. And I, I, I just stuck with it because we have the show, but I probably would have turned it off if not for this show. I was actually ticked because I had a choice. I was going to watch either Psycho Gorman or Army of the Dead, and I chose this mainly because it was the movie run time was shorter. And uh, oh my god! For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, this movie called Psycho Gorman just came out on Shutter. It's a Shutter original. So if you don't subscribe to Shutter, I don't know where else you'd be able to see it. Maybe on. Amazon Prime or something, but uh, it's about this brother and sister. The sister's real bratty. She's really overbearing over her brother. For some reason, they play these uh, stupid made-up ball games, and the brother ends up losing, and he has to dig a hole in the backyard, and he finds this amulet, and uh, she, of course, takes it. The amulet is tied to this giant uh, guy in a rubber suit, basically, this demon of sorts. And so because she possesses that, this demon, which she calls later to be a Psycho Gorman, or PG for short, he's got to do her bidding. Uh, and he's like a titan of sorts, you know, like Slayer of Worlds, and there's other people trying to kill him. And then, of course, all the laughter ensues. This was – everybody has to admit – this is just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers monster cartoons with an extra dose of blood on it. Um, it's dumb. I do think that, you know, the concept could have gone somewhere. But, yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, the, This is the director uh, who's just pushing her way out of her uh, way out of her comfort zone and way out of her range. Um, I, I agree. I think this girl could hold her own on a decent decently directed film but this is god i just don't waste your time this is a huge disappointment yeah i totally agree it, yeah um i mean I agree. The, the half like the last half hour of the film was in this uh uh like garage like warehouse and all that and it just kept going and going i'm just like enough already and you know they had to they played this game it's it's like the director thought I I mean, and I don't know if this is, you know, what was going through his mind or something, you know, like during filming of this of this film. But he just he I, I feel like he just thought this was like the funniest movie and every joke was going to catch. And none of the jokes caught, you know, with me. I didn't laugh once no. during this film, you know, it just, you know, playing, you know, the ball and all that kind of stuff. And um, there was some. um times where i went <laughs> like that when um um the main the dad huh the dad yeah. i laughed at the dad the dad yeah, was the, like my favorite character i but I, that whole thing kind of got weird too it, it, like the, oh yeah the, the whole lazy thing with, and everything with the wife make, it's like they were so loving at the at the beginning of this film and then at the end it's it, they're fighting each other and it's like they're like this husband and uh, wife, it, it almost seemed like they were ready to have a divorce and they were like totally loving at the beginning of this. It, it, I don't even know how yeah. it even got to that. Not only that, but the movie the movie kind of made the dad almost seem like the sympathetic character, like the mom was nagging him, but he was lazy. He wasn't doing anything. Right. Like yeah. He kept coming up with, that was the joke. You can't make it a joke that the dad doesn't want to get involved with anything and do anything. And then turn around and and make him the good guy because she's being called lazy. Like, it, it I mean, it just I, obviously they, I don't think they thought that there that you know through very well. But it just it just nothing about it really worked very well. And the few things that did, they didn't stick with that. They 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 kept trying to hammer home these broader jokes that just weren't landing well. And yeah, the whole game with the ball, uh, you know. It, 
you felt them straining to make yeah. these kids feel like fun kids that everyone's going to like. And, and really the, the harder they pushed, the, the less likable the kids were, but, you know, yeah, just, the, it was very strange. The, the daughter was so unlikable. And when it came to uh, the daughter, I mean, she was a bully. I mean, she was not a likable character at all. Like, I mean, she would just bully her brother and all that. You just didn't like her at all. Not fun. Not fun. Yeah, that's a big thumbs yeah. down. Well, we got we we got through one there, Joe. That yeah, we did. That one didn't go. That one didn't spiral out of control. It just it just <laughs> set up real fast and then slowed back down. So and all that um, oh, and all that drink stuff. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, what was the what was the other one that you watched that we all watched? One cut of the dead. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I didn't um, watch. That I one. actually, Mark, I don't think watched that one. But uh, yeah. what did you think of One Cut of the Dead? I uh, I really liked it once I finished it. Um, it's one I, I it's one you've got to stick with because I think yeah. if, if you, it would be easy to leave that movie after the first twenty minutes because it all seems like what is happening and there and the timing on it and almost I felt like at that moment. Like what is it? First twenty twenty five minutes of that movie before they cut to the previous, like the auditions or whatever. They, I felt like the first twenty twenty five minutes were sort of like the humor in Psycho Gorman, and I was like, this is just isn't funny. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. And then when you kind of, when then you find out what's really going on, and it takes you back through it, especially in the third act, it takes you back through all of that, and you're like, oh, that's why they were doing that, you know. Yeah, a uh, summarization of this is if anybody's familiar with the movie slash play Noises Off, it's kind of a, a show within a show within a show, and then you get like a behind-the-scenes uh, view as part of your show. Uh, it's a zombie movie that was uh, – is this Korean or – It's Korean, yeah. Korean. Um, so uh, a Korean zombie movie where they're – pretty much doing it in one take and they're doing it live. And then as you, you know, if you stick with this, you get to see how they did it. And that's where all the, the comedy uh, comes into play. It's, it's very well done. I just, uh, I'm very thankful that I did not jump ship because I, I agree that opening scene was just a little too long and I wasn't very impressed, but there's a really decent payoff at the end. Uh, one thing I wanted to note, there were some interesting facts. This whole thing was shot in eight days. Uh, the first wow. 30, the first 37 minutes was actually shot in one take and it took them two days and six takes for the whole cast to get one perfect. Wow. So, you know, the whole concept of this, why it's called one cut of the dead is because they're trying to do this scene, uh, or this entire episode wow. in one take with one camera. And it it really paid off because it actually it only cost twenty five thousand dollars for them to make this movie, Holy and it's made over twenty five million. Yeah. So yeah, this that, is well worth the watch. When you get to see them, like, because there's there's a, there's like four things going on in this movie. When you think about it, it becomes more and more impressive because there's it's really it's a movie about making a movie. About mm -hmm. making a movie. Making a movie, yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's, it's almost like, uh, 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 you know, there's four layers to it that, that, and then you get to see the actual making of the making of the making of the making of the movie. And, and everything that those, uh, that the crew members are doing to make a scene happen, there's also crew members making that scene happen in real, in real time, like real life. It's, 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 I thought I was kind of floored by the movie the first time I saw it. And uh, it, it's, it's remarkable eight that days. they, I didn't realize they did it all in eight, eight days. That makes it even more remarkable because yeah. this seems like the kind of thing that they would have, it would have taken months to do this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the planning involved alone, you would have thought, oh. but I, I would highly recommend that anybody that hasn't seen it, I think they should, but do yourself a favor, turn it on and then take your remote and walk it into the next room or hide it or keep it far away from you so that you won't get tempted to like, say, oh, I'm getting bored. Trust me. It's it's a slow very okay. slow burn, but it will pay off in the end. Yeah. And, yeah. and the first, the first, whatever, 20, 30 minutes seem like the timing is off and it feels like there's something not right and it's not funny and they're trying it's to be funny and everything all part of the setup 
there's a reason why and yep. you don't find that out until the really? last act and yeah. it's it's really it's well it's Hence just like noises yeah. off i love it yeah. just like yeah yeah and, uh yeah yeah i and, love it and then you find out exactly why everybody is acting the way they are um it's i i thought it's brilliant and then and then they show you how they got that last shot at the end with the big overhead yeah i like that camera yeah. it's it's fantastic so i this was one of my favorite finds cut um, of the dead one cut of the dead one cut of the dead from a couple of years ago one yeah one cut I, of I, the dead yeah, I think I watched it in 2019 or t- maybe it was 2020. I don't remember now. But I, it, what year did it come out? Do you see on there? Uh, I. Oh, you don't give have me a second. I could look it up. Not anymore. I just closed. Uh, actually, I might have it up, but now I guess I don't. Anyway, uh, I think it just came out a couple of years ago, and it's it was one of my favorite finds from that year. In fact, I may have had it on my top ten list from that year. I don't remember now, but 2017. Um, 2017. What's okay. it streaming on? Uh, it's on Shutter, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think that's where I watched it. Yeah, it's either Shutter or, or Amazon. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was that. I'm so glad you watched that because that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. And let's see. Okay, well that brings us full circle to Frankenhooker. And uh, this one I really loved. I yes. thought I thought that this was great. I, I, you know, the reason I think I might have liked it a little bit more than uh, Basket Case is that I thought the acting was better in Frankenhooker. Um, I, I loved the yes. main guy. I, I Joe, you are in the minority. Absolutely hilarious, and I don't know why. Yes, he is. He didn't really go on to do that much stuff after that. I mean, he he's still working. I think even up to today he is, because that this is such a notorious. Yeah, he was film, in the but, Irishman. Marnus Scorsese's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was gets, in the Irishman. Uh, Marnus Scorsese's the Irishman. Yeah, he gets caught. He gets cast. I think based on this quite a bit, but I I don't know why he didn't get more stuff because I thought he was I thought he was great. Uh, I thought his girlfriend was pretty good, and I, I I really liked the uh first hooker that he met that that introduced him to all of the hookers. I thought she was good too, um and yeah. you know, all the hookers were kind of crazy. They I think her name was Hooker Number One. Hooker Number One, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and then the the uh the pimp, <laughs> it was absolutely Zeus. hilarious. He was so not an actor. But it was hilarious. And the, the motel or the hotel or whatever it was that they took him to for that hooker party uh, had a little – I wonder if it was the same building. It was painted different, but I wasn't, wonder if it was the same building as, as Basket Case because it was the, the, the manager's office was had a window, you know, and that guy was sitting – if you, I don't know if you guys recall, but, the, but it looked – that staircase leading up – it all looked the same, and I was hoping that the um, that the building or that the hotel manager was going to be the same guy, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I don't think they were trying to like build a universe of these characters they back should've. then. They should. Yeah. It is a universe. Yeah. So, Joe, <laughs> you, you didn't. You didn't so, like so did you in, did you enjoy the exploding hooker scene? Or are we addressing Mark's question or? Did you did you enjoy the exploding hooker scene? I keep interrupting uh, Matt. He's gonna kill me. He's 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 just giving me the death glare right now. I'm who, sorry. Who asked the question? <laughs> Go ahead with the review, Matt. Who asked? The, I I wonder if Mark's timing <laughs> is off a little bit on him hearing because it, he asked the question right after I asked the question. Uh, so you can ask. You can actually answer both of those questions, Joe. Did you like it? And what was your question? Uh, it wasn't my question. It was Mark no, was asking Mark was asking you if you liked the exploding hooker scene. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yes. <laughs> now I'm caught in the middle. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> it wasn't my kind of dumb. I guess I don't know. It. I thought we talked about this kind of ad nauseum in the first episode of of part one, but um, no, I wasn't. Uh, it was the main actor. He just bothered me. It's too New Jersey for me, I guess. But yeah. um, I don't know. I just thought the I didn't understand the timing in all this. Like it seemed like 
the intro with the uh, lawnmower that kills his girlfriend. It was like the very next day he's all of a sudden building hookers again. And I don't know. They're just, wait, wait, is he supposed to wait months for that? To happen? You need fresh there's, bodies, there's, 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 two, <laughs> yeah. It's when you, decay. when your girlfriend dies indirectly by your hand of something of your creation like that, you'd think there'd be at least like a three day mourning period, but, you know, I, I know think, film I is expensive, and they probably had to keep rolling. So, well, um, yeah, and I don't think they wanted to get bogged down in him wallowing in misery in the middle of a, a comedy. You know, I mean, I have no no business saying that I didn't like this, considering the other movies that I reviewed tonight that I liked, like Piranha Three Double D. But I don't know. This just seemed like something I would have thought was hilarious when I was twelve. But I don't know. I like. <laughs> It was I think just it appeals, so lowbrow. It appeals to the twelve, the twelve-year-old and all of us. Yeah, Joe, suddenly Joe's got a, a, a smoking jacket and uh, yeah. Pipe. Hang, hang yeah. on, I got to clean off my monocle first. Yeah, yeah. Let me get your slippers, Joe. My smoking jacket's a little snug this evening. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't beneath me. It was fine. I just, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody to run right out and get it. You know. Uh, one question I do I, have I, I, is, I really enjoyed oh, go ahead. One one question I do have is <laughs> yeah, he's that Mark's timing is off, I think. What Mark, one question I do have is and this is for you actually, Mark. Yeah. Uh did you watch did you watch Spontaneous? No, I did not. Not yet. Oh my god. I'm sorry. That was like the one Freaking thing we told you to do this week, super fan, and you didn't do it. I didn't watch it. Not yet. I will. I I, I don't I even think, know what to say. I think we're gonna make Mark sit out until he watches it. No, so, I'll, I'll watch yeah, it. You cannot tonight. come back to the show until you watch. I'll it watch it tonight. I'll I'll take a you shot of it to prove it. Dang it! I'm sorry. I mean, Matt Matt watched Matt watched Frankenhooker for you. Yeah, I I, I watched Frankenhooker. It's supposed to be a give and take relationship. Well, I thought we all were gonna watch Army of the Dead. (laughs) No, we all watched Psycho Gorman instead, and that worked out really well. That was Matt's fault. Yeah, we we definitely Uh, should have watched. Yeah, yeah, we should have watched. I am pointing at Matt on this one. I'm sorry. Normally, when I look at 92 percent. I, I know. Normally, when I look at ninety-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a it's a pretty sure thing. Uh, Woo. I think that thermometer is busted. It must be. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's the first time I think I've ever encountered that where a movie was ninety-two percent that I didn't at least see something that I could understand why people would like it, and this one I just did not get. Yeah, I don't it's, get it. It seems like a niche of people might like it, but so I, I got a theory. I guess on our takeaway from this week is that. Yes. Yeah, I. I <laughs> this lag. It's a lag. It's it's a lag. Um, I, I got a theory on this. I don't know if it's right or not, but um, there is a YouTube channel with uh, three guys. Um, it's called uh, Red Letter Media, and one of the guys, yeah. Rich Evans, is actually in this movie, and he just voices. Um, uh, it's it's the when the Power Rangers like drop down and they're all gonna battle. He's Rich Evans does the voice of the guy in the box and he's splurting uh, blood and all that on uh, on the yeah. on a PG and he goes oh my god and it's uh it it's a real like reference that he has that he always says on his YouTube channel and it's the Red Letter Media has a huge huge following and. You know, they have like over 1.3 like million views on their uh, episodes because they review like bad movies. And I think they a lot of the fans might have made the, t- uh, the Rotten Tomatoes meter go up that high. That's my theory. I don't know if it's correct. But no, no, because that would be the fan. That would be the fan uh, t- tomatometer or whatever it is. Um, oh, it's the reviewer. And the fan tomometer is no. The fan tomometer is only sixty percent. The reviewers are the ones that make it certified fresh. So oh, uh, the, the actual fans or or you know just individuals seeing it did not rate it that highly. But that's typical. Usually the uh, viewer rating is lower and across the board than the than the. Uh, it, well, it just depends. It's not they don't usually line up 
Um, but in this case, reviewers liked it a lot, quite a bit more than fans did, but they still gave it 60%, even the fans. So, um, yeah, I think, well, you know, there was one movie I forgot to say, uh, that was non non theme that I watched called the empty man. And I do recommend that one. Uh, I was not, I, it's not what I thought it was going to be. It, uh, it's more of a, a mystery. And, uh, I kind of thought it was going to be like a, a um, a slender man kind of thing just from the title and the, and, and some of the imagery, but it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's actually a, a pretty good movie. A lot of it has to do with, uh, kind of a, a mystery and, uh, it's, it's, it's really not, it was nothing that I was expecting, but I, I do recommend it. Um, any, anybody, uh, have anything else? You guys have another movie? No? Nope. Well, I think we killed the the comedy horror genre, Joe. Yeah, I'm ready to dive into some, you know, something else. Well, I think we've exhausted this. <laughs> we are going to discuss and we will be back to you next week with a theme. And in a couple of weeks, hopefully we're going to have a guest. Uh, and uh, we're working on one that I think is going to be interesting for everyone. Uh, and I guess we can make it more of an announcement for that next week, but please everyone look us up on Facebook, look us up on Twitter. Uh, super fan Mark is running the Twitter. So if you want to chat with him, uh, make fun of his internet, make fun of his, his, uh, accent or whatever, or his little, his little Markisms, Yeah. And all that and all that kind of stuff. Uh, please do. Uh, and, uh, I guess until next time, we'll see you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.